Hi, CityCast listeners. Now that abortion is illegal in Texas, many conservative lawmakers have shifted their sights to stopping people who need an abortion from traveling to states where they're legal. Especially in the crosshairs are businesses that say they'll reimburse employees' travel for an abortion. Most companies with those policies are enormous. We're talking about Amazon, Starbucks, and Uber. And those companies are mainly not based in Texas. But a few smaller Texas-based companies are making the same stand. One of the few Houston-based companies that have publicly done so is the trial law firm AZA. Today, I'm talking with Jane Robinson, one of the partners who pushed for the policy. A quick note before we get started. We recorded this interview on Friday morning. That evening, the story broke that the Texas Freedom Caucus, a group of conservatives in the Texas legislature, sent a letter warning a Dallas law firm with a policy similar to AZA's that it is courting legal action. The letter also says the caucus plans to introduce legislation that will impose civil and criminal sanctions on law firms that pay for abortions or abortion travel, including disbarring individual lawyers. As far as we know, AZA hasn't received a similar letter yet. But if anything, the stakes are even higher now than they were when we recorded this interview. It's Monday, July 11th, 2022. I'm Lisa Gray, and this is CityCast Houston. Jane, thanks for being here today. Thank you for having me. So the thing that has fascinated me looking at what's going on with abortion and companies offering to pay for employees to travel out of a state like Texas if they need an abortion, is that most of the companies that I see that are stepping up to offer it are not small groups based in Texas. Why did AZA decide to do this? The most important motivator for us was to protect our employees and to ensure that Mm -hmm. they have access to a full range of health care. We're a small business. We were founded by two lawyers over 25 years ago. Um, You know, it's really grown and thrived, but that's the nature of small business, right? Every business has its own own personality, its own goals, its own mission. And this was consistent with our goals and our mission. When did you guys start discussing the policy? Was that was before the Dobbs ruling or when? It was just around the same time. You know, I think everybody had a sense that that was probably what was going to happen. And a couple of us realized that we were going to be in a situation where, you know, healthcare that had been available and honestly, some I think many of us had taken for granted was no longer going to be available in our state. And so um, we knew that we needed to take action to protect our employees and to make sure that they had access so that they could stay safe and healthy. How does this policy work? If I were an employee and I needed an abortion, the last thing I want to do is tell my boss. So how do I how do I get this reimbursement? I don't want this on my expense report. Of course. Um, we understand that these are private health care decisions. And to be clear, there may be more than just abortion at issue. We don't know yet what the full scope and the interpretation of the law will be or future laws relating to mm-hmm. reproductive health. But understanding that really all decisions regarding reproductive health are private decisions, typically, um, 
And so we have asked our um, HR manager to handle this confidentially. She is the person who would normally handle confidential medical information that needs to be conveyed to our firm for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we, we trust her and I think the employees trust her to keep information confidential so that she can, it can go through her and that can be handled appropriately in a private manner. Obviously, there are going to be employees, of course, who don't even want to talk to her. And that's fine. Um, you know, we're just mm -hmm. offering this for those who feel like they could. Yeah. Does the firm expect legal challenges? Texas being Texas? You know, when you're a lawyer, especially a trial lawyer, you know that really anybody can file a lawsuit. There's there's not any meaningful barrier to that. And Texas, like bounty law is, I mean, that astounds me. Anybody, any where can file this? You don't even have to be in Texas to file a lawsuit against someone. You know, I think that there are and there will continue to be some legal challenges to whether or not that is appropriate. Um, I think, you know, there's questions about whether or not there's adequate standing. But that's, you know, not a legal issue that, you know, I want to analyze right now. Right. I, I think that the question is, you know, do we believe that reimbursing travel expenses for somebody to travel out of state to obtain health care that is legal where it is offered, we do not believe that violates the law. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to do it. And so, obviously, we're lawyers, and it's important to us to follow the law. And mm -hmm. we don't believe that this violates the law. If it turns out in the future that courts interpret this law or a future law so that this would be impermissible, mm -hmm. then we will have to address that at the time. But our nature is to be bold. We're, um, we're bold as law firm. We're bold in the uh -huh. courtroom. And we don't operate from fear. We don't make decisions from fear. Um, we knew it was best for our employees. We believe that we're right. I mean, the last people I would want to mess with is a firm full of lawyers. So I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I, you know, we're really good at what we do. <laughs> So, you know, right. but that doesn't mean that we won't be a target, you know, but we're really good at, we're really good travelers. Does the firm hope that other Houston companies adopt the policy? Is there sort of a feeling that you're making an example for others or is it purely about the firm's employees? This is about our firm's employees. We're a service provider. And we provide a very specialized service. And trial work is extremely rigorous. It requires a lot of experience. It requires people who are working to work incredibly hard and to work as a team. And the teamwork aspect is super important to us. And so our employees are very, very valuable to us. Our, both our lawyer and our non-lawyer employees, they make us strong and we need to protect them. And so that's what we're about. Were you also worried that the Texas law would affect recruiting? You know, as an employer, what is frustrating for us, and maybe maybe this is why this has been an issue a little bit more for the larger employers. We have um, several young law students here right now from all over, over the country, and we're trying to persuade them that they should move to Texas and join us. And, you know, Texas is a fabulous place to be a lawyer. It's an awesome place to be a trial lawyer. We love living here. We love living in Houston. But this laws like this don't make our job any easier, honestly, when we're trying to persuade young people to um, to settle their families here and, and, and to start their lives here. And so, you know, it's a frustration, I think, that many employers are, are facing right now. Was everybody at AZA on board? So we know 
I know that there are people in our firm who oppose abortion, um, who do not support it personally, and yet yeah. do support this policy because, you know, the sense is that this is a private decision, a private employee decision. And we're also sensitive to the fact that our clients may be disappointed in our decision. And we hope that they understand that this is just about caring for our employees, you know, but in general, I think the support has been um, really strong. Yeah. So I am looking at the stuff that Texas legislators say they plan to do in the next session. And some of the laws they're talking about are draconian. Do you expect you might have to change this policy? Or are you just waiting to see what the laws are? You're a lawyer, so you're speaking very yeah. carefully. Yeah. Lawyers do that. Right. I think that um, trying to predict the Texas legislature is um, foolhardy. You know, it's obviously a diverse group, um, a, a outspoken group. Not as diverse as I want it to be, but definitely outspoken. <laughs> definitely outspoken. That's, I think that's we me, can all agree not on you. that. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and so I think we'll just have to wait and see. Thank you so much for talking with me, Jane. I really appreciate it. Thank you. That was Jane Robinson of the law firm AZA. Next up, Farrell Gibbs, our producer, is here with some news from around Houston. Farrell, what is going on? Thank you, Lisa. Well, in COVID news, in Houston, the new strain, BA5, has now become the dominant strain. That's what the Center for Disease Control says, and what it means is, at least according to Dr. James McDevitt of Baylor College of Medicine, is that we are now in the midst of the worst surge of COVID since the beginning of the pandemic in terms of the number of infected people in the community. Wastewater in Houston has a viral load now that is 700% higher than that of July 2020, and the new subvariant is apparently the most contagious strain yet. In all of this, what has people the most concerned is its ability to infect people who have already had COVID-19 and also those who have been vaccinated and even vaccinated and boosted. Also, in weather news, I am positive you don't need to hear this news story to know how unbearably hot it has been out there this weekend and all the days leading up to the weekend. But yesterday was incredibly hot and dangerously so. According to Space City Weather, it has been almost two years since Houston was issued an excessive heat warning, and that did happen this weekend. Last time it happened, it was the last day of August of that year. The folks at Space City Weather say that they believe today is the last day of this brutal, brutal heat. And then the forecast is to return to just your regular summer Houston heat, back in the perhaps more tolerable mid-90s, and maybe even some chances for showers. But until then, they say... Continue to stay vigilant. That extreme heat that is forecast for today could be dangerous. That is it for our show today. We are working on an episode about keeping cool. So please give us a call and tell us how you are keeping cool this miserable summer. Dial our voicemail. The number is 713-489-6972. Tell us your name and tell us what you're doing. We'll have that number in our show notes. See you tomorrow. Oh, it's hot. It was very hot. That's all we're going to talk about.